Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Michael Reed on LMFM. Friday morning, the 24th of September. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reed on LMFM. Focus this morning on the future of Our Lady's Hospital in Navan. HICWA, in their list of, of hospitals that are at risk, and, and this was one of them, are happy that the risks have been met in, in Navan. That was 10 years ago. Now, as things evolve... You know, that situation down the road, I hope that more and more day surgery, extended day surgery will come to Navin. The Minister for Health in 2011, James Riley, speaking to me there. Things have evolved over the last 10 years. I can't guarantee that sometime down into the future, the emergency department isn't going to change. And that change is now upon us. The emergency department looks set to close and be replaced by an MDU. The expectation is that when the emergency department closes, so too will the ICU beds. 10 years ago, the concern was that emergency ICU and orthopaedics would close in Navan. The critical care unit and the orthopaedic well the orthopaedic unit is certainly one that is very efficient and should I mean, continue I don't believe that that's in any danger we've got major issues around capacity in orthopaedics and I believe that more work should be done up at Navan. The world is a different place today than it was 10 years ago. James Riley was the Minister for Health and back then the Minister wasn't able to close the emergency department and the ICU beds in Our Lady's Hospital in Navan. That was because there wasn't room in nearby hospitals to facilitate the amount of people who would need to go to the hospital. Uh, in relation to the hospital and its emergency department, just to be quite clear, you know, you have Blanchardstown down the road, you have Drogheda across the road. Currently, the capacity isn't there in either of those hospitals to afford us to have any changes in the emergency department in Navan. But clearly, into the future, that may change. All right. It's interesting to note as well uh, that today Blanchardstown or Connolly Hospital and Drogheda or Our Ladies of Lourdes Hospital uh, are both part of the RCSI hospital group. The hospitals in the country are broken up into different groups. Navin is in a different group. It's in what's called the Ireland East Hospital Group and that's headed up by the Matter Hospital. And that appears to be an important part of this story. Let's go to Patterson Bean, who's founder and leader of AIM2, TD for Meath West. And 
the chairperson of the Save Navin Hospital campaign. Good morning to you, Patrick Tobin, and thanks indeed for joining us on the programme this morning. Uh, you put in a parliamentary question last week about this and you got a, a response. Uh, there's uh, to be the development of a 24-7 acute medical assessment unit in Our Lady's Hospital in Navan. People listening to us will remember a similar story told about the Louth County Hospital in Dundalk and when the medical assessment unit was put into Dundalk it meant that the emergency department closed. Is that your fear? Yeah, absolutely and, and you gave the, the history of it there. It is policy of the HSE for the last 10 years to reduce Navan Hospital to a level 2 hospital i.e. a hospital without an A&E at all. And actually, uh, at the time, in, in, in 10 years ago, HICWA created a list of, of nine hospitals across the country in which they were to close the A&Es. And out of that nine, list of nine, only one hospital has an A&E uh, at the moment, and that's Navan Hospital. Um, so uh, about 10 days ago, I heard rumours uh, in relation to this, and you know, r- r- rumours are, are pretty regular around this, but this was a specific one. This rumour was that the HSE board itself had approved the decision to close the A&E overnight in Navan Hospital. So I put a question uh, to the minister straight away, and uh, he came back and basically said mm. the hospital group is engaged in a programme of redesign and that they will be seeking to put in a 24-7 acute medical assessment unit at Navan. Um, and for me, that's very clear that that's a mm. replacement of oh. the, the A&E as it currently functions in Navan Hospital. Mm. And since I heard that initial rumour, literally the, the phone has been hopping uh, all week and uh, you know, very, very senior people, medical people uh, from around the county have been calling me, telling me that this is uh, what's uh, happening at the moment. Mm. So I raised it with the Taunister in the doll yesterday and the Taunister said he didn't know, but he said this may very well be the case. And he said he's going to uh, raise it uh, with the Minister for Health who is sitting beside him uh, during that question time in the doll yesterday. Um, and it's very clear uh, for me that this is a, we're, we're in danger here in Navan. And the reason why I say that is because just before COVID struck in March 2020, it was publicised openly by the HSE um, that they were going to close the A&E in Navan by the end of March. And then obviously COVID struck and that was postponed till the end of April and obviously then COVID you know got worse and you know the government uh, basically re- resiled back from that threat and the, the hospital A&E didn't close and mm. um, so if they were open and happy to say it publicly in March 2020 there's no doubt in my mind that the answers that we're getting back from the ministers uh, and the, the information that we're getting from senior medics around the county uh, all points to this uh, is we're in senior, serious danger mm. here in Mead at the moment. Okay, the written response you got uh, from uh, Stephen Donnelly, the Minister for Health, uh, certainly appears uh, to be saying uh, what you're fearful of, reading between the lines, it looks like that. It says, with specific reference to Our Lady's Hospital in Navan, it will include the development of a 24-7 acute medical assessment unit at Navan, uh, an extended role for the hospital in areas such as delivery of day and ambulatory surgical activities to support the overall delivery of access to care targets for the group and strengthened links with the matter in terms of clinical governance and patient safety. Uh, and that probably 
uh, tells its own tale. There's no mention, obviously, of uh, Beaumont or the Lourdes and uh, the fact now that they're talking about the matter uh, being the lead hospital and that those links will be strengthened, that the uh, medical assessment unit is to be brought in. Uh, it would seem as though we're looking at something very similar to what happened in, T- in Dundalk when Dundalk went uh, from being what people would have known to have been a general hospital to what people ended up calling uh, a lumps and bumps uh, healthcare facility. There's, n- there's, there's no doubt that analysis uh, stands up. The context of this is a HSC that wants to do this. It is their uh, policy. It's written. It's clear. They tried to do it 18 months ago, um, and um, here we are now. Well, they've been trying to do it for years. They're trying to do it for years, but they mm. actually publicly came out with a, with a, with an actual date mm. 18 months ago. And the only thing that saved Navin Hospital at the time and it's a shocking thing to say, but was COVID. And, but this is what really frustrates me, because for the last 18 months, you know, we've, the health service has been battling away, basically saying that it hasn't got enough beds, that it didn't have enough staff, and critically, we've had one of the lowest number of ICU beds in, in Europe. And actually, ICU beds has been the front line in the battle against COVID. And you know, we, were, we were even told in this country the reason why we had to lock down for longer and more severely in this country was because we didn't have the ICU beds that Germany had or that Denmark had or mm-hmm. that other countries had, that, that they were better prepared. And here we are, I've learned this week that the ICU bed in Navin Hospital, the ICU beds in Navin Hospital is closed. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, now, I've tried to find out, is it closed because of a, of a decision to close it, or is it closed because of the fact that there isn't uh, a need for it? Uh, but it would be you know, sh- amazing, uh, to be honest, given the pressure that the hospitals have been under. Well, one follows the other, does it not? If you close the emergency department, and I know that that hasn't happened as yet, but uh, if you do close the emergency department, the ICU beds will inevitably close, will they not? This is, both of them are, are, are two sides of the same coin. Uh, if the the ICU beds are taken out, the A&E has to go. and the A&E is taken out, uh, the ICU beds have no longer the, the needs uh, there. And, um, you know, I just can't understand that we're heading into a winter now whereby, you know, we're still at the edge of COVID. We still have, you know, um, uh, high ICU occupancy levels with COVID patients across the country. Uh, I've been talking to doctors around the, the county and they're telling me that they're going to be under serious pressure. They have to put a booster shot into over the eight, over 80 year olds. And um, they're also looking at um, flu shots uh, for, for elderly people here. And people are looking into this winter not knowing what's going to happen. And the key, key to this is I've spoken to a good few GPs uh, around uh, the Meath area. And they've told me that this is outrageous. This is wrong. And this, uh, they, this does not give them confidence with regards to uh, the health service in Meath mm. if this happens. Okay. So what about orthopaedics uh, because that was a, an issue 10 years ago as we heard uh, we were told then that uh, it would probably continue that there wasn't actually a risk but there was certainly a concern about it is there any concern about orthopaedics now no i haven't i haven't been given uh, information to say that there's concern about orthopaedics uh, at the moment and um, that information is, is not part of this okay uh, the the issue uh, is mm. Critically around the the ICU beds and the um, the A and E, and and for me they are really really important because Drogheda and uh, Blanchardstown are under fierce pressure. Well, there's not going to be any more pressure, but same on those hospitals as a result of uh, the closure of uh, the hospital in Navan or the emergency department or or, uh, the hospital as people know it, uh, that patients will be directed to the matter. It would seem from the statement that was given to you by the minister. 
And, and there's incredible politics happening here because there's a battle. Um, some people want to see Navin Hospital re- uh, put into the RCI group, uh, put into the, uh, the Drogheda situation, uh, next to Drogheda, and others want to re- keep it re- remained in the Ireland East group. And then to confuse that, many of the, let's say, the posts that exist in Navin are actually shared posts with Drogheda, and that's because of the historical links between Navin and Drogheda before these groups were actually set up in the first place. So, you know, the, there's, a, there's a dog's dinner of an infrastructure with regards to the management of the health service in this area. And, you know, when, when you see two senior people who are leading Slauncher Care um, resign recently, it'll, sh- it'll show you that we're not seeing proper development and clear uh, um, uh, groups developing in this country uh, as of yet. But for us, we are, not going, we, we are determined as, as a hospital campaign to stop this. And I've been meeting with the unions uh, tonight um, with, with regards to this, we're, we're talking to, to the hotels now to see can we, we hold a public meeting next week to see is, is, is it allowed under the, uh, the current regulations to get a number of people into a room to discuss this. If we can't, we'll do it outside um, and we will ramp up the pressure to make sure that you know, both Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael know that this can't happen. Um, there's absolutely no way that in a county of nearly, like nearly a quarter mm. million people, there's 200,000 people living in Mead at the moment, and that population is growing rapidly. That's, there's absolutely no way that we're going to allow for the A&E to be taken out of this county. It's the right thing to do, though, is it not? I mean, that's what we've been told now for over a decade. It's not that long ago, in fact, since the HSE boss... Tony O'Brien. Tony O'Brien was the chief executive officer before Paul Reid. And he said that the emergency department in Navan was a wasteful use of public resource and that he wouldn't want to be taken there personally. Well, it's not so long ago that people remember that wonderful marketing term called a centre of excellence. And the, the term centre of excellence was bandied around um, like, you know, a snuff at a wake. And, you know, I would ask people in those 10 years, where has the centres of excellence been founded? Uh, we all, all we know so far is that under the HSC and under numerous governments, the HSC has had hospital under phenomenal pressure. One million people nearly on hospital waiting lists in this country. Regularly, three, four, five, six hundred people on trolleys uh, in this state on a given day. Mm. Centres of excellence that they promised that would you know, negate the need for hospitals like Navin have never materialised. And actually, in other countries now, they're starting to return to the idea of the general hospital, well-staffed, properly resourced, uh, working in local areas as the most efficient and most effective way Mm. to treat patients. Okay. Uh, Just to mention to you, uh, we did ask, there's uh, two government party TDs, uh, both uh, junior ministers uh, working in uh, the constituency or the two constituencies across Meath uh, and a senior minister, the senior minister obviously on maternity leave. But we asked uh, Minister Damien English uh, if uh, he'd like to comment on this today. The minister isn't available to us. We asked uh, Minister Thomas Byrne uh, if he'd like uh, to talk to us about this today. The minister isn't available to us. Uh, There's some confusion, uh, I think, uh, between our office and Minister Byrne's office uh, about scheduling of that. And uh, perhaps that's the problem uh, in the minister making himself available to us today. But he has been in contact with us uh, quite a, a bit this morning, saying this whole thing is nonsense and that the statement that you received from the HSE or from the minister, rather, uh, doesn't uh, actually say that the emergency department is closing or anything like that. 
uh, and he's taking issue with it and uh, believes that the whole thing shouldn't be going out as it is this morning uncontested. So to make that point on behalf of the Minister. So we have asked the Minister on, we asked the Minister to come on, by the way, uh, just as we were coming on air. We said, come on now and talk this uh, through with Patrick O'Bean. Uh, I'm not sure what happened uh, about that conversation. Uh, but as things stand, uh, the Minister isn't available to us this morning. He says the whole thing is a nonsense. Uh, and he was saying that you submitted this question on the 15th of September. So why is it only an issue today? Yep, I submitted the, the, the question on the 15th of September, and it takes 10 days typically for a question to get answered by a department. And Thomas Byrne knows that well. The idea that they have, you know, three elected TDs in this, in, in this county and they are uncontesting this debate is, 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 is wrong. And secondly, Thomas Byrne has a phone like I do. Mm. He's an elected rep in, in this county. Mm. He will be getting phone calls from senior people across the county mm. in the health service like I am as well. Mm. Now, we went through all this years ago up in Dundalk uh, and, you know, it's like a slow car crash and you come out with these corporate statements uh, saying we're going to enhance services in the hospital. And there's some truth there, but there's probably a lot of truth in that, in that there's going to be more services, but they're going to be different services and they're not the services that people associate with their local hospital. But that's the corporate speak to say, uh, no, we're not downgrading it, we're upgrading it, but it actually is seen as a downgrade by everybody. Uh, and then they take out the emergency department, uh, they replace it by an MAU and so on. But I remember in Dundalk, uh, Dermot Ahern was the minister at the time, and he used to walk out of cabinet meetings to take calls about his local hospital because it was so important. But uh, maybe that will happen. Damien English, uh, we're told, might be available to us next week, or will be available to us next week, rather. Uh, Thomas Byrne is going to New York, uh, and we'll try to... Uh, make uh, time uh, in between uh, United Nations uh, Security Council meetings uh, and so on uh, to talk about it. Uh, but of course, either minister is available, or if they are available, they're uh, more than welcome to come on the phone for a couple of minutes and speak to us if they can break out of uh, whatever meetings they're attending today. I'm sure they're very, very important meetings, but uh, I think people would like to hear from them at the same time. Uh, just to mention it as well, uh, because I'm not sure if... Uh, councillors are, are watching their phones all of the time. We've invited all of uh, the councillors in Meath who are based in Navan to come on to the programme uh, this morning if uh, they wish to make comment on this or indeed anybody who has any interest in what seems uh, to be a bleak future for the hospital in Navan now. It, it does seem pretty much imminent uh, at this stage that change is afoot. Now you've been talking to sources in the hospital, Patrick O'Bean. Uh, am I right in thinking that what you've been hearing is that this will be a, a staggered approach, that what will happen is that the emergency department will close at night first. Yeah, so that the, the plan indicates that it will be a 12-hour shutdown of the uh, emergency department uh, in Navan, and um, it will be an overnight, and that there will be the, the uh, acute medical assessment unit will be set up in its place. But the acute medical assessment unit is actually a, a unit that is a GP-fed unit. So that, that's actually a 24-hour, 24-7 one is, is pretty much a nonsense, to be honest, because most GPs are going to be sending their patients to this unit during the daytime. So very quickly what you would see is within the space of a year, the government saying, well, there's no demand for this unit overnight, so we're going to close this unit over, overnight as well uh, in, in Navin. And, and you're right, you know, with, with regard to corporate speak, you're absolutely 100%. You need to be able to decipher the language uh, that both ministers and the HSE uh, use. They couch the, 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 the paragraphs with words about growth and, and better delivery and extended uh, services. <clears throat> but the truth of the matter is, 
they are redesigning and they're admitting the services in Navin and they're redesigning it under the context of their already published plans which says that Navin will reduce to a level two. They have already stated and that they, they tried to close it in March 2020 and in April 2020. Mm. So there's no doubt that this is a, a target for them. And but the plan was there 10 years ago, uh, and it certainly was there in 2013 uh, to close the emergency department. This is a part of uh, the recommendation as part of uh, the small hospital groups, NAVM, one of 10 hospitals in the country uh, that was uh, due to have the emergency department uh, closed years ago. I think it's the only one out of the 10 that still has it open. It, but the context has radically changed. Mm. Any, like, the fact that we have closed down this society pretty much for the last 18 months and the significant you know, reason for that was because we had an illness that was dependent upon ICU beds uh, and emergency services. The fact that we forced you know, our frontline workers into the most horrendous war-like situation for the last 18 months. And the minute that you know, we have figures start to fall, even, just slightly, that the HSC would say, okay, let's shut up the capacity uh, in, uh, in County Mead. It doesn't make sense whatsoever. It is reckless beyond doubt. And actually, it is, it is dangerous because nobody knows what the next number of months are, are going to bring. And even if we're lucky enough that COVID does recede, we mm-hmm. still have a health service that's in a jock. We have a health service whereby people are waiting years for services, whereby people can't get access mm. to services, and where people routinely are staying on beds in A and E to try to get healthcare. But, but when we're talking about Navin, uh, you're talking, you're, you're, you're of the view that it's more a question of when than if. Uh, have you any idea of when? <clears throat> I don't. Um, okay. But but I, I will say that the, the the tsunami of people coming to me from the health service over the last week alone would lead me to believe that this is pretty much imminent. Okay. Um, and that's why we are meeting um, with unions tonight in relation to this, and that's why we're organising a public reaction to this uh, over the next five days, because, you know, uh, and that's why we've raised okay. it in the doll and raised it uh, with ministerial questions. Yeah. We, may hear, we may hear that interaction that you had with uh, Thomas a little bit later on in the programme. As you say, uh, he wasn't particularly aware of what's happening uh, Uh, But uh, I'm sure that uh, we'll be hearing more over the coming days. Uh, We're waiting to hear back from the HSE, by the way, uh, because we've asked them if they can provide us with a a timeline. And perhaps uh, we can speak to you on Monday about it again uh, when there is more information. We presume at that stage, now that it's been made as public as it has been here on the radio this morning, that there will be information uh, over the course of the day uh, and indeed the weekend. Uh, But uh, I think we'll leave it there for the moment, if that's okay. Thank you. Thank you indeed. That's uh, Padre Tobin, AIM2 TD, founder and leader and uh, chairperson of uh, the Save Navin Hospital campaign. Michael Reed on LMFM. Okay, uh, we've uh, heard back from independent councillor Alan Laws and also from AIM2 councillor Emer Tobin. And uh, good morning to both of you. Thank you indeed uh, for joining us. Uh, we did ask all of uh, the Mead County councillors based in Navan uh, if uh, they wanted to comment on this threat. It seems. A uh, bit more than a threat at this stage uh, to the emergency department and the ICU beds in Navin. Uh, but thank you to both of you. Uh, perhaps uh, we'll hear from the other councillors later in uh, the day or if they wish to make contact with us now. They're more than welcome to do so. Alan Laws, what do you make of all of this? Well, basically, I suppose anybody that lives in Navin and in County Mead would, would have someone 
that was in Navin Hospital and was my uncle was saved, his life was saved uh, by Navin A and E because he was waiting on a quadruple bypass operation to go into the Matter Hospital and he was seriously ill and they held him there in Navin Hospital probably because they had an ICU bed and had the ability to treat him if he was to worsen. But they held him there for a couple of weeks until his operation was sanctioned the matter and they, they basically saved his life. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, uh, Councillor Tobin uh, would have would have a story similar to that to do with our own family and friends. And we are, we're all treated very, very well by a wonderful hospital now. Mm. And I just, I was listening to uh, your programme earlier this morning when you were playing uh, old, old reports. James Riley, yeah. yeah. It's basically James Riley saying, yeah. ah, look, you know, mm. Blanchestown Hospital is down the road and Drogheda Hospital is over the road. And he's been very flippant about like a, a, an A&E hospital. I wouldn't like to be coming in at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock in the morning on air roads trying to get into the Matter Hospital if it was seriously hurt mm. and thinking that it's just down the road. Anyone that travels that road like I do to work would know that um, that, that is a, a, a task in itself. Now, well, don't don't, don't, we don't worry about it because the HSE have said that if they do this, it'll make our ladies safer, busier and more efficient and it will enhance linkages to the community which is in line with Slanchaker. Well, again, uh, if, if you've used Strahada Hospital, which some of my family members have used Strahada Hospital, Strahada Hospital's A&E, well, it's a wonderful A&E and you have wonderful staff there. They're struggling with the numbers right now at the moment as well. And, you know, when you think of it, when, when the hospital system was in threat of being overrun, someone in the HSE decided then, oh, we need them ICU beds in Navin. We need, we need to keep it open. We need to keep the A&E open in case yeah. we're overrun. COVID is still with us, Michael. We're facing into the winter, like Dep- the winter, like Deputy Tobin already said. Now we face into the winter, and more variants come to us over the winter period. We could be overrun again. And the thought that the marvelous work that the ICU and the A and E has done in Navan, that the idea that that would be closed, mm-hmm. starting off at twelve hours. And then we all know it'll go to 24 hours and well, it'll only be a clinic. It's a, a remarkable situation that we're in now. We uh, have um, gobbledygook or corporate speak or whatever from the HSE about this. Leo Radker tells the doll, don't know about that. Could be happening. Don't know, really. Um, I'll ask the minister to look into it. Uh, we're here this morning then uh, after asking the two local government party TDs and junior ministers, Thomas Byrne and Damien English, uh, to talk to us about it on the programme this morning. You'd imagine they'd come on if there was no truth in this and say there's no truth in this or send us a statement and saying there's no truth in it. But what they've said instead is we're not uh, available. When you think of it, Michael, James O'Reilly and De- Deputy English took advantage of the Save the Navin Hospital campaign many years ago mm. when James O'Reilly stood up and promised, like you said earlier, a regional hospital. Mm. He took advantage to be in the highlight, the headlights then. But of course, when uh, bad uh, news uh, is delivered, they're not available. Uh, they're not available to uh, answer the worries of all the people in uh, County Mead this morning after uh, hearing this news. In fairness, James Riley said, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but the people of Mead believed the Mead Fine Gael uh, candidates at the time. Uh, I, I don't know why there's uh, no Fine Gael or Fianna Fáil councillors in touch with us. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's not uh, important. I don't know. Uh, Emer Tobin, it's obviously important uh, to aim to. Patrick Tobin raising it uh, in uh, the all yesterday as well as submitting uh, the question on the 15th of uh, September. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Well, there's no doubt about it. It's absolutely massively important to, to aim to, to every politician, I would hope, in, in the entire county. This affects, you know, 
the health and the positive outcomes of every constituent and member of this county. It's hard to believe in 2021, while we're still in the grips of this pandemic, that the government is suggesting that ICU beds should close in this hospital and that emergency should shut down for, for nighttime hours. You know, there is not enough capacity as it currently stands. So to suggest that people in this county would stand by and allow this happen is pretty staggering. And really But the hospital is going to be busier. Uh, they'll be doing more endoscopes and coloscopies uh, and whatever. Navin Hospital will be busier. Mm. Well, there's no doubt about it. The demand is there. If you if you think about Drogheda Hospital servicing Laos, you've got a population of nearly 140,000 people in Laos. So they, there's enough people there to keep that hospital, you know, at full capacity. Meath, which has over 200,000 at, at this stage with, you know, um, trends showing that we're one of the fastest, youngest population growth in, in, the, in the country, needs its own hospital. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't bear thinking about that the government is saying, go up to Dublin if you need to get this procedure or that procedure. You know, we've had this hospital under attack mm. for, for, for years. No, the HSE is saying that our ladies will be busier. If, if they close the emergency department and uh, the ICU beds, our ladies' hospital is going to be busier. They say it'll be safer, busier and more efficient. Yeah, well, all these words really, as you mentioned earlier, Michael, do not make sense. There's a lot of beautiful, emotive words being used to try and kind of conjure up this image that, you know, the best interests um, and health outcomes of the constituents in this county are, you know, to the heart of government policy. It absolutely isn't. Because the numbers, as, 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 as uh, Councillor Knowles outlined there, people's lives are saved. People's health mm. outcomes are improved by having a local hospital. This is, when, I don't want to fudge it in any kind of um, emotive language. The facts are the population in this county justify the need to have its own um, hospital with all the functioning departments to cater for all the different health services. You know, the government has come back time yeah. and time again trying to cut back services so that it can justify its reasons for saying that we need to go elsewhere to provide this service or that service. The, 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 the sense of reassurance it gives to every person in this county to have its own hospital is phenomenal. Mm. And, you know, you can't... Well, well nobody, nobody is telling us that it's not happening. Uh, Leo Radker says it might be happening. It could be right. Uh, don't know. I'll look into it. Uh, Thomas Byrne is not available. Damien English isn't available. None of uh, the Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael uh, councillors uh, have made contact with us. Uh, it looks from the language that is being used to, to respond to questions about it that it is happening. Could be wrong. We'll stand corrected well, if I, we're wrong, I, but I it looks that person, way. Uh, just I had a person contact me. Sorry, Michael. I had a person contact me yesterday from Navin Hospital who works in a section that's not medical mm. within the hospital to tell me that she had heard on the ground mm. that the, the nighttime hours A&E were going well, to... Well, well... So if, if somebody... Not there could be Chinese whispers uh, and rumours get legs and all of that kind of thing. But you would, ima- you would imagine that somebody would be telling us that it's not happening if it's not happening. Now, it's not the first time that there's been a threat of this sort. And uh, in the past, uh, people took to the streets. Uh, there was great resistance uh, to it happening. Do you think that that will be the case this time around? Um, absolutely. I, I think of all the issues going on in this county, there is none more important than Navin Hospital. And, and, and the need to, to keep it open. As I mentioned before, the population is huge. Mm. Other hospitals are under huge pressure. 
uh, trolley counts are, you know, anything between three and 400 in most of these hospitals. And there's, there's direct evidence, Michael, that, mm. you know, three to 400 people die a year because of delayed treatment and, and being on trolley. OK, so but the HSE contends that this is safer and it's the approach that's safer. Alan Lawless, do you think that people will take to the streets or is there any point in taking to the streets because if they've made their mind up, they've made their mind up and that's what they will do, right or wrong, and they will make very good arguments and I think that they are very good arguments uh, that are, are being made about the configuration of uh, the hospitals. But if that is the decision, that is the decision, and thousands can take to the streets, as was the case before, uh, to save Navin Hospital. But if the decision is made, that's it. That's the end of the emergency department and that's the well, end I, of the ICU beds. I think, I think Michael, it, it's very easy for the HSE and it's very easy for the health minister to threaten jobs in Navin Hospital and threaten lives in Navin Hospital by closing the A&E. But I think what we, as, as residents in, in Mead, um, we need to come out like we did before. I'm going back to when I was marching for Navin Hospital back when Noel Dempsey was, it was, a, was a minister in government. And I think any time the hospital was threatened and the call was made, people turned out. And I don't think people still uh, love having the hospital there. People are still benefiting from the great services that's available since there. And we're living in a county that's grown. I mean, we know our population is going to continue to grow, as you know, Michael. And when your population is starting to continue to grow, and then the HSE is making a stupid and dangerous decision like this to reduce services at a time when the population is growing faster than anywhere else. Well, there'll no, be more services. There'll be more. I'm, I'm sure the people in need will come out. There'll be more. Really sure they there'll, there'll be more services. There'll just be different services. Uh, you'll be getting diagnostics. We, we and want life-saving services when yeah. you mostly yeah. need yeah. it. Well, when you go thing. into action and urgent, they're life-saving uh, uh, services that's being taken away from the people of need, and and it's cowardice by the, the, the deputies in government from Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael not to come on to your show well, today. They're, they're busy. Stand up and talk to you. They're busy. I know they're very busy. Very busy. I know that, Michael. All right, uh, and uh, I think both uh, of uh, the ministers have said they'll be available to us uh, next week because they are unavailable today because they're Just busy. Just say so. one last thing, Michael. Yeah. I'd, I'd, appeal, I'd appeal to our Fianna Fáil councillors and mm. our Fianna Gael councillors that they're members of the parties in government and I'd ask them to come on and not only come on to this show but get on to their leaders. Mm. They have influence within their own party and I'd beg them to use their influence for the residents and for the constituents of County Mead that lives are going to be put in danger. I'd ask them to get on to the party leaders today and try to reverse this decision. And thanks for the opportunity to speak. OK, well, we'll be back talking about this on uh, Monday. One way or another, to put it to bed and say, no, it was all a load of nonsense or to uh, see what happens from here if uh, it is confirmed in black and white, you know, in language that people could understand to say, yes, we're closing the emergency emergency department and this is what's going to happen uh, in October or November or whenever the first phase of it is which appears to be that it'll be open for 12 hours during the day only and close at night or whatever if they can give us that sort of, of detail uh, or whatever the case may be but we will be back talking about it on Monday we leave it there for the moment though and thank you both indeed for joining us on the programme this morning Independent Councillor Alan Laws and indeed AIM2 Councillor Emer Toby Michael Reed on LMFM Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.